It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Erpine and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Thursday. Boy, do I have a story for you. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. Coming up on today's podcast, you're going to hear from William Jackson III. I talk one-on-one with Darquez Denard and Vinny Ray about new defensive coordinator Terrell Austin. Plus, you're going to hear part of my conversation from my show on ESPN 1530. I caught up with Jim Osarski of Cincinnati.com. You'll hear part of that conversation on today's podcast as well. So real quick, story time. It's first day of training camp. Supposed to be this huge, momentous occasion And your boy James, well, he did something that we've all done a time or two. It's like the first day of school, right? And you forget your backpack. By the way, I did that once. Uh, So today, what I did is I forgot my microphone. And I'll give you a quick 60 seconds on as to why. And so I apologize for the audio of this. I have to record it into my phone, which isn't the best uh, recording. But anyways, this is what happened. I ordered a new microphone yesterday. I got it. It came in the mail. I tried it out in my office. And then I said, okay, I can use this one in my office and use the one that I've always used and bring it down to training camp. And I didn't put it in my bag. So I will have it tomorrow. I promise I will have it tomorrow. You're going to have video of Tony Pike and myself. I brought all the video equipment. That will uh, be on LockedOnBengals.com at the end of today's training camp practice. But uh, yeah, so that's what happened. I apologize for the quality. The good news is, is most of this podcast is already recorded and it's solid quality and uh, the locker room audio, it's always a little shaky because there's so much going on in the background during those interviews. But overall, uh, my interview with Jim was done at the radio station. And uh, again, I apologize for the quality of today. It'll be better tomorrow. With that being said, you know who's not going to be on the practice field today? Who's probably not going to be on the practice field tomorrow? Tyler Eifert put on the physically unable to perform list. And uh, it's big news, uh, but I don't think it's that big of news. In fact, I'm not overreacting to Tyler Eifert starting out on the pup list. It doesn't mean he's going to miss any regular season time. It doesn't even mean he's going to miss preseason games. The reality of Eifert is I want him ready for the Colts. I want him ready for week one. I don't want him to have a really good camp like he did last year and go healthy and stay healthy and then get injured week two. So the fact that he tweaked his back in minicamp, which sounds like it was the case, and uh, we'll see how bad it is. We'll see if it lasts a long time. The reality is, though, it's July. End of July. What can he be? What will he be at the end of August? What will he be the first week of September? That's more important to me than what happened today. And for more on Eifert, and we will get, like I said, to all of those interviews today, Let's bring in Jim Osarski. Here's my conversation with Jim Osarski. I talked to him earlier today on ESPN 1530. And Jim, I appreciate the time. You were all over this this morning. Tyler Eifert, give us an update. Will he be practicing later today? 
Yeah, no, Tyler Eifert will not uh, be practicing at the start of training camp here, James, for the, for the Bengals. Uh, be, uh, placed on the physically unable to perform list here for training camp, and that's an important designation. This is not the uh, the season beginning PUP list. There's all kinds of designations players can get put on non-football injury, this PUP list. Uh, of course, obviously, there's the, the, the season-ending IR list. You don't want any of that this early. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, there's a sense um, inside Paul Brown Stadium, James, that uh, obviously they, they want him to be out there. But knowing he's coming off the back, knowing his importance to this team, I think they were going to, you know, rein him in, if that's the right word, through camp and the preseason anyway. Um, I don't – I can't say at this point, James, if there's, if there's any further setback or if this is just a way for the Bengals to be like, you know what, he can't be out there, so we don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, I, and, and, and just let him just let him get to where he needs to be for Indianapolis. And, and that's the reality of it for me. I mean, last year he, he practiced and participated in training camp and everything yeah. seemed okay, and five days into the year – and we know what happened against Houston, and then we didn't see him again. So if if he's ready week one against Indy, I don't think any of this stuff, and I get it, it's this stuff fans pay attention to, fantasy football fans pay attention to, and fantasy football players pay attention to. But at the end of the day, I, I get why the Bengals, regardless, are taking the long-term approach here. They signed him for one reason, for him to have an impact this year. But he's got to get to September 1st to have success in, in Indy and for, throughout the season. Right, and, and that's you know, and of course the coaches will say they, they, they have to walk that line publicly. You know, we want him here, but of course guys got to be healthy. But one thing we know is his chemistry with Andy Dalton is, is as strong as it could be. Um, obviously there's a new offense and, and Tyler mentioned many camps and whatnot that if there was an adjustment there, um, but he felt he was coming along with that. So that would be the only concern, James, with the lack of practice time. But, again, if you're going to talk about a guy who's going to be missing parts of practice, his work in is going to be slow. And what are we talking about? Maybe some specialized packages, maybe some reduced usage in red zone or third down opportunities, late game opportunities. And let's be real, James, like when he was re-signed, that was part of the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, in order to save him long term or, or – get him to the postseason, do you reduce his total snap count? So at the, at the end of the day, you know, this might just play into a longer-term picture that we won't really see, see totally until, you know, we get to that point. Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com with us. I'm James Erpine Mo out today on Cincy 360. And you mentioned postseason. And uh, I led the show off by, by talking about the Bengals in the one thing that Marvin Lewis has done in the two years that stand out to me, 2009, it was after a very underwhelming, weird 2008 season where they won four games. They started 0-8. Carson Palmer was injured. Expectations were low. They win the AFC North and go to the playoffs. 2011, revamp things with Andy Dalton and, uh, and A.J. Green. Chad gone. Carson Palmer retired, then traded. And Marvin was able to guide that team to the playoffs, too, when no one thought they'd be uh, anywhere close to the playoffs. I trust Marvin to deliver this year. Call me crazy, but I do because I've seen it, and he's been the coach since I was 12 years old. Uh, (laughs) Jim, when I I say that, does that sound crazy to you? No, it doesn't sound crazy to me. You know, from a – there is that history. And I guess if there's a benefit to a, uh, one man being in one place for nearly two decades, there is a long history to look at. Um, and there is that mentality here. I mean, if you look around nationally, James, I know Bengals fans have, 
you know, this team is, is you know, uh, worse odds than the Browns to win the Super Bowl or to win fewer games. And the, the over-under, if you could find a legal place to, to wager on that, uh, is, is fairly <laughs> low, in my opinion. Um, if you look at this team, and, and yeah, people can kind of, joke or, or laugh at the whole win now uh the, the the championship the super bowl talk that marvin and, and had at the start of the season but um you know this is a team that has a lot of pro bowlers a few all pros <laughs> uh some really promising young guys in a carl lawson and a william jackson the third um who frankly you know jackson the third should be an all pro in my opinion if he's healthy and Carl Lawson might have double-digit sack. I mean, you, yeah. you have some a, 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 a young group of players who who are coming up. So, no, I, I don't think you're crazy in thinking uh, they can make the postseason. Because, hey, look, Ed James, in, in Andy Dalton's previous seven years, this team has gone to the playoffs five times. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a positive history from that perspective to draw on. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's not like Andy can't do it, especially with – a revamped offensive line. Let's talk about the offense and the new coaches. And I refer to Bill Lathan because that the offensive system is apparently really different. What do you expect from this offense? Uh, I know we haven't seen it yet, but are they going to go more run oriented? How do you think the offense is going to change under offensive coordinator Bill Lazor? Yeah, my my gut, James, and, and obviously this will be we have to see it. Bill Lazor. Uh, does not like to say what he's going to do, uh, <laughs> but if you if you see it, then he will you know explain it and and, and help you understand it. So, but my guess, the the best I can gather is we're going to see a lot of twenty eight in two thousand eighteen. I think Joe Mixon is. I mean, Lamar Miller's still getting paid off his one year with Bill Lazor. You know that down in Miami, however many years ago that was. Um, I, I think I think you're going to see Joe Mixon be the centerpiece of this offense. And I know that sounds weird to say when you have A.J. Green, but when has, when has Andy Dalton and A.J. Green had their best seasons? When Jeremy Hill was in the rookie of the year conversation, right? When, when some of these running, running attacks were, if not game-breaking-ish, uh, they kept teams honest. Play action was something Andy Dalton could use. It allowed that more vertical route, because why? Defenses couldn't just totally collapse the pocket. So I, I do think uh, Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard are going to be big parts of this game. And um, so I'll start there. And then after that, I think it's it, it's going to be the things that Andy has done well in the past, which would be let him audible at the line of scrimmage. Let him do the run-pass option check. I know that's in vogue now, but smart Bengals fans know they've been doing that since Hugh Jackson mm-hmm. was here. So, I mean, you know, that's not a new concept at Paul Brown Stadium. So, um, and, and again, we mentioned tempo. Again, if you go back to the last game or two of last year, kind of I think what got Bill Lazor, uh, you know, the confidence to him want to stay with Andy and Marvin, the confidence of Bill Lazor to retain him, is that sort of up-tempo, right? Get, get the ball out. Andy Dalton plays well that way. So, I think we'll see that. A little bit in camp, and obviously more once once the games kick up. Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com with us. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Jim Osarski. Uh, as far as this team goes, how long have you been, Jim, I, and I, I don't recall exactly how long. I know it's been multiple years now. How long have you been on the Bengals beat? Uh, 2015 was my first season. Okay, so you were the good luck charm in 2015. Yeah, uh, right. I, I question <laughs> about that. Not, not 2015, but just in general. Is this, with all the turnover – 
new coaches, some new faces, uh, some trades, etc. Is this the most interesting the Bengals have been at this time of year since you've covered the team? Yes. I mean, just because of that. I mean, if you look at, you know, Bill Lazor and obviously the offense being dead last in the league a year ago and, and Andy being the quarterback that he is gets all the attention. But Terrell Austin over on the defensive side, I mean, you know, he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. But this defense has been the same since Mike Zimmer took over. And when was that? That was that yeah. was pre-2011. I mean, so you're talking about, a, a oh, you know, if not a complete overhaul, but there's a big change there. Um, and it is interesting, I think, James, because – you know, you're seeing, I mentioned Carl Lawson, William Jackson, the third, I think you put Jordan Willis in that group. I think you have to put Billy Price in that group. First round pick drafted to anchor that line. You have to start from day one. Um, and then of course, I think your guy, John Ross has to be in that group. He's healthy right now and, and doing, but look a year ago at this time, he could not participate. So that's already a step forward. So I think when you have that sort of influx of talent, now, back in 15, I mean, you're talking about most of the new Marvin Joes, we know the list. That was a very veteran group that had come up together through four, five years in some cases and kind of hit that magic peak, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think this year you're seeing some younger guys come in, making up for some maybe draft misses the last few years, um, and then you add in the new coaches. I, you're right. It, it is far more interesting. And I think, frankly, even though Marvin Lewis was brought back, James, there's there's a little bit of urgency here with this. I mean, you can't have – you mentioned the bounce back to start this conversation. You can't really go three straight years with losing records. I, I mean, even Marvin can't do that at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not when your quarterback and your receiver and your D tackle are 30. You know, I mean, that that's – they're really talented, but that means they're so talented they shouldn't be 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine again. That's Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com. Good stuff from Jim. And, uh, yeah, that, that's just the reality of it. And, and, by the way, I do think that this is interesting. I'm suddenly feeling more confident in Marvin. I think he's going to get to 9-7. and seven. I told you yesterday, I think that's the reality. It's good to hear that uh, Jim believes so as well. Up next on the Locked on Bengals podcast, you're going to get my three interviews, two one-on-ones, and one scrum, as they say it, with a bunch of reporters. It's a defensive edition of the Locked on Bengals podcast. Vinny Ray, Darquez Denard, and William Jackson III coming up as we roll on. I'm James Rapine. Thanks for tuning in today on the Locked on Bengals podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think this team, at least on paper from a local perspective, is very interesting. National media doesn't think it's interesting, but local media, I mean fans, it's interesting because... There's a lot of new faces, there's new coaches, and there's new playbooks. And it'll be interesting to see how this team adjusts to all of that. One player who's been on this team for quite some time is linebacker Vinny Ray. I caught up with him earlier today in the Bengals locker room. Vinny, it's a, a new training camp, new year. I know you always have a, a chip on your shoulder. I assume the chip hasn't left? No, it hasn't. You know, I just, oh, I mean, the chip is really for myself. You know, I just want to prove to myself I can um, continue to get better. Uh, in everything I do. As far as this defense, you have a new defensive coordinator, someone who wasn't familiar with you. Was that Did that make you nervous at all, or was that a challenge that you kind of embraced this offseason? Um, I think the little nervous because it was a new playbook at first, but um, you know now I just it's more of a challenge just to prove to myself that I can uh, play in a little bit of a different defense, a little different philosophy, whatever the, my coach wants. I can do whatever is important to him is going for sure be important to me what changes do you expect or, or what stands out differently with Paul Gunther's defense last year and then Terrell Austin's defense this season um I think this year I think we're going to be a little bit more aggressive um up front I think um those guys are going to be more you know taking chances um getting you know me trying to keep the offense off balance instead of them dictating to us I think we're going to try to dictate to them more do you think you have the personnel to do so I mean I look at this team on paper and let's just defensively I think there's a lot of studs on the defense yeah I absolutely (laughs) believe we got the personnel man I think um you know I trust I I think everybody's a bunch of great players here man up front and then on the back end it's just special talented guys and as linebackers we just got to be tough toughest guys on the field and know everything what are your early impressions of uh, Preston Brown, who was signed in the, in the offseason? I like Preston. Um, my favorite thing about Preston is that he plays extremely hard, whether he's tired or not tired. Like, he gives everything he has, and that's that's all you can ask for. Um, and he's learning to play very well. Um, yeah, and he's just a tough guy. Is there a void or maybe a gap in, in not having – this is the first time in a while Adam Jones isn't in this locker room. Uh, first training camp in a while. Uh, what was his leadership? Uh, what, what did he bring to the defense? And, and will you miss him? <laughs> he brought toughness. He brought playmaking, um, both on defense and as a returner. Um, but you know, in this league, you know they're gonna guys are gonna have to leave. You know, one day I'm gonna have. To, they're gonna ask me to go, and it's just gonna keep on going. You know, so we have to just take the ball up from where um, where he had it and we just have to keep on moving so guys are going to have to step up um, and they will you know if you're 
Um, one of the hardest things in this league is to be a backup player because you always have to be prepared. Um, but it's the nature of the game. So now guys who are, are prepared um, are getting prepared in these next five weeks, six weeks. And um, when we play Indy that week one, it'll be time to go. As far as the offseason goes, and we're in the Bengals locker room with Vinny Ray, as far as the offseason went for you, did you do anything fun? Did you go on vacation? Yeah, we went to Miami for a week, me and my wife. Uh, left the kids with my parents. That's nice. So, yeah, go. so that was a fun time down there. There's a lot of good food down there, nice beach. You know, we were just out. We were out a lot, so it was fun. Good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the offseason. I appreciate the time. Good luck with camp. Thank you. It's Bengals linebacker Vinny Ray. Good food in Miami, huh? I've been to Miami for like 48 hours. There was pretty good food there. I will say this. It'll be interesting to see how Vinny Ray fits and new defensive coordinator Terrell Austin's scheme and what happens there, what he does in that defense. Vinny's not getting any younger. So it'll be interesting to see how much he plays, how big of a role he plays with these young linebackers, especially after week four when uh, Vontez Burfecht returns to the lineup. Speaking of returning to the lineup, last year, Darquez Denard not only had an impact, but he stayed healthy for 16 games and now, well, it's a contract season for him. Here's Darquez Denard with me earlier today in the Bengals locker room. Well, Darquez, another training camp, another year. How, how are you feeling going into year number five? Uh, feeling good, uh, confident. Uh, just ready to just go out and compete, get better. I chatted with William Jackson III and Jay Kirkpatrick. Both noted how healthy they were and how it was different for them versus previous years. Does it feel that way for you? too because I know you not last year necessarily but prior to that you had dealt with some injuries does it it feel good almost going into training camp completely healthy uh definitely I mean I feel the same way I felt uh last year going into training camp and you know um was healthy was able to compete and you know play all 16 games which is huge for me uh, and I just wanted to do the same thing so uh you know coming in with the same mentality the same mindset done the same things that, that prepared me for the season last year and just hoping it just carried on. I feel like last year was kind of a coming out year for you. Obviously you said you played 16 games. Is your confidence risen because of that? And obviously uh, you probably had some confidence, but going out there and doing it and proving yourself that you can? I mean, for me it wasn't a coming out year. I mean, it was just me just staying healthy. Uh, just giving the opportunity to be able to play. Uh, that's the thing. For me, confidence-wise, I know I can play I know what I can do when I get on the field, just, just being able to get on the field and stay on the field uh, to be able to accumulate the, the things that I did. But uh, definitely it's just the confidence, just knowing like uh, I did everything to be healthy and, you know, and I did everything this past year to do, do the same thing. So confidence on that level definitely uh, has risen. And, uh, for me, just playing-wise, it's, you know, still have that same swagger that I always have. Just, I just had to, you know, step up here. A few more questions for Darquez Denard in the Bengals locker room. You have a new defensive backs coach. You, you have a new defensive coordinator in Terrell Austin. What has it been like getting to know them and work with coaches that you hadn't worked with prior? Uh, it's cool, man. Uh, you know, Durante Jones, you know, a new cornerbacks uh, coach, is just like B.J. Van Joseph, who, the guy who drafted me here and who I love. Uh, similar, and, which is really cool. Uh, you know, you can go talk to him. He'll be able to relate. 
he's open-minded, same as, same as T.A., uh, the D coordinator. And, you know, they, both of those guys are good to talk football with and kind of bounce ideas off uh, as well. And, you know, they're not closed-minded. Uh, they're open-minded. They always want to listen to uh, the team, the defense, and see how things get better and looking at, at different views and, you know, and not just being stern like a dictatorship. So I think that's good, and I think that's why, you know, you've been hearing, hearing like, the just the, the players so excited about, about those two. As far as Terrell Austin goes, it seems like he's all about turnovers, wanting to force more turnovers. That's been a theme of the offseason. Do you like that you get to be more aggressive or that he's willing to let you kind of play free and play more aggressive? Uh, definitely. I mean, that's how you win games. Uh, that's how they make the team better once you force turnovers, you know, not only the defense, uh, but the offense as well. Uh, just giving them more opportunities to score, score the ball and do those things that they do. You know, when you got explosive uh, guys on offense like we do, uh, creating turnovers and giving them more chances to score, they're going to help them win games. So uh, it definitely helped us out. Uh, just mentally, just you know, we can just go out there and just kind of fly around and just play football, uh, just make plays, and you know, it's, it's going to be really exciting. As far as this team, just on paper, they've made, we talked about the coaching changes, but they made a couple trades, some things that might be a little uncharacteristic for the Bengals to do in the offseason to try to bolster the offensive line, etc. You were here on that 2015 team. You know how good that team was. When you look at this team on paper, what do you think the potential is? Uh, sky's the limit. Uh, we definitely, we have uh, all the key, key opponents, uh, components, uh, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, staying healthy. That's the first thing. And everybody buying in and uh, just going out there and trusting each other and just going out there and play the game that we know how to play. Uh, talent-wise, we I feel like we have one of the most talented rosters uh, uh, in the nation uh, across the NFL. Uh, so it's definitely talent on the team to go to win it all. We just got to, you know, stay healthy. That's the hard part of it, you know, just buy in and, and play together. Darquez, I appreciate the time. Good luck throughout camp. Thank you. I really like the Bengals cornerbacks, and he's a big reason why. Him, Dre, and William Jackson III, you combine them together, I think it's the best the Bengals secondary has been in quite some time, at least at the cornerback position. And uh, let's hear from the guy who is a huge part of that, a tremendously gigantic part of that. Here's myself, Jim Osarski, speaking of Osarski, Catherine Terrell of ESPN, and other reporters talking with William Jackson III earlier today in the locker room. So what's the the balance there because obviously offense needs to get their work in you guys you know what I mean how, how I know we'll see it later but what's kind of the thought of practicing breaking up passes and doing that but also not running into your guys hands oh, we just, arm you know what I mean making offense better too you know we gotta get better so as long as we out there uh, creating turnovers that'll make Andy better and that'll make the whole offense better so we just run out there and try to create a lot of turnovers I mean, for you, what what is? I mean, by the end of last year, they weren't really throwing at you a whole lot. <laughs> so what what is? You can't control that. Right. But what what's your kind of mindset going into this camp, at least in terms of improving your your ball skills or getting? I mean, after that pick six with Rogers, right? You didn't you didn't really have too many opportunities to get right. your hands on stuff. Right. I'm pretty sure that charge this year. They probably think it was a fluke. So we'll definitely see. So uh, when the, I mean I'm gonna get my opportunity. So when the ball when the ball thrown and it presents itself, just make the play. Is it a point of pride not to be thrown at? Uh, it's boring, but it's, it's, it's pride though. But it's definitely boring. <laughs>
what was your focus this offseason and what what are you really trying to do? Uh, just come in 100%. You know, I'm 100%. My body feel good. So I just wanted to come in the shape and be 100% if I can go out there and perform. What do you like about this offense? Or this defense? Excuse me. Uh, we're in a lot of man situations. This is not much thinking. You got that guy go play. So I'm definitely excited about that. Do you expect to follow the opposing team's number one wide receiver? I definitely want to. I mean, <laughs> I'm not the coach, so I can't, I can't say I, I am, but I definitely want to. You may have already answered this, but Coach Austin talked about in practice, he wants to see guys, you know, push the envelope, trust your instincts, go ahead and think you can make a play, go make it, because then it'll be easier to do in the game. You like that mentality? Oh, yeah, I'm going to definitely be aggressive. That's probably what we need around here for some years now, so we'll put it in the spectrum when we go out there. Watching your getting your body right. I mean, it, it is a little different going into this year because you know, obviously your your rookie year, but last year it started out in that sort of platoon thing. Working. I mean, it's a little. I imagine it's a little different now, knowing okay, I got 16 games of a ton of snaps. Oh yeah, right? you know what I mean. It's definitely different. I definitely want to last throughout 16 games. So just working out and take care of my body. I'll be all right. Expectations this season for you, probably personally and from the fans, are much different than they were a year ago. Feeling pressure? No, no. I just go out and play, man. I've been doing this for a while, so you know pressure. I expect to not get caught on. I mean, that's what I play this game for, so there's no pressure at all. Is there any downside to the turnover mindset? Can you press too much in a game to try to get that turnover? Uh, you could. I mean. But we still want to be aggressive, so I'm pretty sure you wouldn't get chewed out about it. Yeah, so you still got to be aggressive. That's probably where practicing it so much comes in, right? The point is to make it second nature. Yeah, know the ones you can get, know the ones you can't get. So that's why you say trust yourself in practice. Is there any receiver this year you're looking forward to going up against? Yeah, we got a couple of them. Yeah, definitely. Him. Uh, we got Michael Thomas, which is a good receiver. We got, we got uh, AB again. This is, the list goes on, so I'm just ready to go out there and have fun. I can't wait to watch those matchups. I can't wait to watch William Jackson, the third guard, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton. Hopefully he does get to follow him around one-on-one. And his face lit up. I wish I had video of it. His face lit up when I asked him about the whole one-on-one matchup idea. So hopefully it happens. I think it might happen. The whole Terrell Austin is aggressive. I think that plays a role in this and could play and fare well for a guy like William Jackson III. Again, I apologize for the sound quality today. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Tomorrow I will have my mic. I will be here. A video coming up on the website later today recapping practice. Also follow me on Twitter at James Rapine, also at Locked on Bengals for a complete Uh, Details. We're going to have videos, all types of stuff on the website and uh, on Twitter. On Instagram as well. Just James Rapine on Instagram. So I'll have video up everywhere. I'll put it all on the website. And until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.